It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Brady Trantham. You may remember me from such Oklahoma City Thunder content providers as 107.7, The Franchise, and the OKC82 Podcast. Now I am your host for the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'll be your man for all things Oklahoma City Thunder, from the practice facility to the locker room, on the road, and even around Oklahoma City. In the spirit of knowing the voice behind the podcast, I'll dive into a few details about me before we jump right into everybody's favorite team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I've been covering the Thunder since my blog boy days with ThunderDigest.com back in 2014, and now with 107.7 The Franchise around the playoffs in 2018. I graduated from the University of Oklahoma. Now, don't worry, Oklahoma State fans. I don't bite. Do not worry. I love everybody that loves the Thunder, so you can still ride with me. I've lived in Oklahoma since 2006, mainly living in Norman. Like a lot of other media members in the market and beyond, I try to do a little bit of everything. So I write columns and stories that you can find at thefranchiseok.com. I produce content from videos, podcasts, just anything that you can think of for social media, which you can follow me at Brady Does Sports, and I'm on my phone like every other millennial. I'm on my phone all the time, so if you follow me, and you have a question, feel free to shoot me a DM. I believe that they are open at me. I will more than likely answer your question, or I can get to it on a Locked On podcast in the future. So feel free to contact me there. Like I said, I mentioned the OKC82 podcast already. That show is more of a post-game pod that I do with my Thunder partner, Miss Madison Morris. We also have a weekly show where we talk about you know, more wide-ranging NBA topics every Wednesday live from the Press Restaurant in Oklahoma City around noon. So if you're in the area, come and check us out. We do that with uh, Chisholm Holland, also 107.7 The Franchise. With Locked on Thunder, you will hear quotes from the players, Billy Donovan, and if he's feeling a little frisky, maybe even Sam Presti. I'll go into depth on some interesting trends, numbers, observations, just everything that you could think of Monday through Friday just for you guys. But feel free to subscribe to the OKC82 podcast. That podcast and this one will be different, but they will complement each other really, really well, both to inform and entertain you guys as much as possible. And that's the ultimate goal. You come here to listen, to be entertained, to be informed about the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's what I'm going to try and do just for you guys. I'm there on the ground every single day with the Thunder, and I encourage all of you to join in on the fun and let the Thunder basketball insight just shower over you. Now, this podcast has been in great hands in the past. Fred Katz was a great mentor to me back when he covered the Thunder, and I started covering the Thunder myself. I listened to Locked on Thunder every day, probably just like you did. I enjoyed his insight. I learned so much about the game of basketball, how to cover the game of basketball, how to watch the game of basketball from Fred Katz and this podcast. And for that, I'm extremely thankful. Carson Cunningham and Eric G brought their own style and their own unique voice to the pod. And I just hope to be another great host and a long line of great hosts of this podcast. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about those pesky little plucky thunder players. 
The Thunder take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight, as you all are very well aware. That's a 9.30 tip-off local time here in Oklahoma City, but because this is going to be a little bit odd, because this is obviously the first episode that I've hosted the Locked on Thunder podcast, and then we have tomorrow off for Thanksgiving, so it's going to be kind of like, hey, I'm Brady Trantham, I host the Locked on Thunder podcast, and then nothing for Thanksgiving as we all stuff our faces and enjoy all of our days off getting ready for the Thunder home game against New Orleans on Friday night in Oklahoma City. So let's just go back in time a little bit to uh, Monday night when the Thunder took on the Golden State Warriors for the first time in their new arena, the Chase Center in San Francisco. Quite an exciting game. Now, something that I've kind of talked about on my other podcast, on the radio, in in my writing, is just the interesting dynamic of where the Thunder fan base kind of lies. Now, it's not exact, probably, but it seems like there's a sizable portion of the fan base that wants the Thunder to absolutely tank, lose every single game, and try and increase their draft stock, which makes sense. I understand that. And then there are those fans that, while they may understand that that's probably the best case scenario for the future of the team, when you sit down and watch your team play basketball, you just can't help but root for your team, and you just can't help but hate when you see your team lose. I kind of fall under that category. I'm a, sadly, I am a Miami Dolphins fan. And while I understand that, hey, they actually have a plan, losing games isn't that bad, especially if they're able to get a high draft pick and maybe draft more for the future. Maybe they can actually build something there. They won't. But even having said that, it it still sucks to sit down and watch the Miami Dolphins just get destroyed by the Buffalo Bills or get destroyed by Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. It's not fun in the short term, but of course, there's always the long-term goal. So with that in mind, we go back to the Golden State game, a game where the Thunder just they didn't even look like they were going to win at all. The second and the third quarter especially, it, it just it started to look a lot of what we saw against Indiana a few weeks ago when the Thunder took on the Pacers on the road. It, it looked like one of those games that you watch your team play and you just know, okay, there's a lot of uncharacteristically bad misses. Guys are passing up open looks and they're dribbling into more contested jumpers. And just It just looked like bad basketball for the second and the third quarter. And to Golden State's credit, they were making shots. Golden State was basically mid-ranging the Thunder to death. They shot nearly 46-47% from all their mid-range shots, and that's something that the Pacers were able to do against the Thunder. That's something that the San Antonio Spurs were able to do. The Thunder force, I believe, the second most mid-range jumpers in the NBA. I'd have to go check that. I know that they did about a week or so ago, and that's great, but it, but if your opponent is going to be hitting those shots, it doesn't matter if they're worth it doesn't matter if they're worth 2 points. Now again, during this second and third quarter run by the Warriors where the Thunder just looked absolutely dead in the water, if I feel like a lot of the fan base, a good portion of the fan base at least, kind of accepted the fate. Okay, like this is another loss. It's not the end of the world. It improves the draft stock by the end of the year when you're splitting hairs about who's going to have the worst record here, who's going to have a better record there. You'll always be able to look back to that Golden State game on the road the first time the Thunder took on the Warriors on the road and think, oh, thank God that the Thunder didn't show up that night because the Warriors are bad and they finally lost to him. Then the final six minutes happened. The Thunder finished the game on a 13-0 run. Chris Paul hits the game-winning jumper with a few seconds remaining in the game. Shea Gildas-Alexander finished the Warriors off with free throws. Uh, just an incredible comeback uh, both on both ends of the floor. The Thunder were able to make timely stops and they were able to score quickly, but that's something that we've seen a lot out of this team no matter how dead in the water they may be and and yes this is the third time I've brought up the Pacers game on this podcast because there's always going to be those random nights where your team just doesn't have it the Lakers are going to experience that the Clippers are the 
Bucks are. It just happens when you play 82 games in an NBA season against great talent. But for the most part, no matter how dead in the water the Thunder look, because of how they're constructed, because of how athletic they are, because of how talented they are, they're always going to probably going to be putting themselves in a position to at least win a game. And so that's good for the short term. That's good for entertaining the fan base and keeping them hopeful about, okay, there is some talent here and it's not just maybe it'll be better two or three years down the road, hey, they're pretty darn good right now. And then you also have the veteran leadership of Chris Paul. You've got the veteran leadership of Danilo Gallinari, who at times is just a walking bucket in the half-court offense. And all that really came to fruition at the end of the Golden State game with that 13-0 run. And it became the Thunder's first road win of the season. The Thunder are now 1-6 and on the road, and they have a chance to go 2-6 and tonight when they take on the Portland Trailblazers. Again, maybe you want them to go 2-6, and maybe you want them to go 1-7. and That's really up to you. The Thunder also won their first game after trailing at halftime. And yes, they were still outscored in that dreaded third quarter that has haunted them all season long. But it wasn't that bad. They were only outscored 24-21 in the third quarter. It could have been a lot worse. We've seen a lot worse outputs in these third quarters. But once you watch that third quarter, it just really helps sell the picture that, yeah, the Thunder are going to lose this game because while they were only outscored by three points in that quarter, there was just so much bad basketball. Turnovers, uh, pointless possessions, bad contested jumpers, and the Warriors were just hitting shots. And like I said, it's just something that happens during an 82-game grind of a season. And now with the Thunder being 6-10, and 10, the funny thing is, is they are 6-10. and 10. Hey, that's not bad considering all that happened in the offseason. But half of their wins are against the Golden State Warriors. Two of them coming in Oklahoma City. One of them being a huge blowout. Another one being kind of a nail-biter, surprisingly, thanks to D'Angelo Russell's amazing third quarter that particular evening. And then another nail-biter on the road. But again, it's a road game. Kudos to the Thunder for finishing the off. And even though that end result probably made some of the tanking fans a little upset, I'll tell you why I think it's actually kind of a good thing for the Thunder to win some of these games, not necessarily because you just want to see your team win, but there are some pauses that you can always take out of a victory, and especially games like this that are competitive to the very end. But before we get there, I wanted to take a chance to talk about my bookie. Now for this week only, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250 if you win, congratulations. You've got extra holiday spending money, which that I need that so terribly bad right now. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give you all your money back. It's a really a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's a no-risk. It's all good. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come to play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have lots of other questions? Just like me, I don't really understand it, but I just know point spreads. But don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process, get you the best part of it is if you join now. You'll still have just one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to myboogie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. And MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's just the top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you don't want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. You play, you win, you get paid. When we get back, more Thunder talk and even some Hamadou Diallo talk with sound from Billy Donovan that was actually kind of interesting back from Sunday. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now I'll go back to what does this mean in the grand scheme of things. Something that I think is really important. The Thunder are going to lose their fair share of games, everybody. So those that just want to see them tank, don't worry. They will lose a lot of their games because, like I said, half of their six wins are against Golden State. So their schedule is going to be not not necessarily tougher, but they're not going to be playing as many bad teams here and there. They will lose their fair share of games, so rest assured, don't worry about that. But something that I think is important, especially when you consider guys like Shea Gildas-Alexander, Darius Baisley, and... Hamadou Diallo, I know he's hurt, and we'll get to him later, assuming he's able to come back around the timetable that the Thunder have released the 46-week window, and we can throw Terrence Ferguson in there as well. Your young guys that you see being a part of your franchise moving forward, they don't necessarily just have to learn how to play off the ball. They don't necessarily have to learn just how to defend or rebound, set screens. They also have to learn how to win, because at some point, you want your team to be good. You don't want them to be the Phoenix Suns, their best player being Devin Booker, all he really knows is losing. So what I'm getting to is, is guys like Shea Gittles Alexander, Darius Baisley, Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Ferguson, they're learning how to play basketball in crunch time. And that's going to be incredibly important. Maybe not this year, maybe not even next year, but hopefully down the road, once the Thunder have drafted well, have made some nice moves and via trade, once they set themselves up to be a playoff contender consistently again, you hope by that point, all these frustrating losses, all these frustrating end of end of game collapses, all these frustrating third quarters that blow leads, you hope that that builds into something positive. And for Shea Gillis-Alexander, I really think so because you saw a lot of that in the Golden State comeback. That steal in the open floor, running down in transition and finishing at the rim to get the Thunder down two. You know, that's basically at that point with about two minutes left, that was the point where I realized, oh, God, the, the Thunder might actually win this game. So all these losses, they're going to come. All these close losses, I think, are going to be better in the long run. So just stick it out. Everything is obviously going to balance out. The Thunder are going to lose their fair share of games, so don't worry about that. Speaking of one of those young players, let's get on to Hamadou Diallo. Obviously, by now, you're all very well aware that Hamadou Diallo is going to be out for the, at least the next four to six weeks with a hyperextended right elbow. It was obviously by now, you're all very well aware that Hamadou Diallo is going to be out for the, at least the next four to six weeks with a hyperextended right elbow. It was the elbow that he had offseason surgery on. It kept him out for a few weeks, few months, but he was still able to go in summer league. I went there and saw it in person, so I promise he was there. But it's still a disappointing injury for a young player that has really impressed me, that has really impressed, I would assume, the fan base with his extended role, with his increased role coming off the bench, being basically the spark guy. The Thunder have closed games with Hamadou Diallo, I believe, twice this year. One win, one loss, uh, and that was the funky... Danilo Gallinari at the five uh, lineup with the three guard lineup and Hamadou Diallo basically playing the four. It's disappointing, but it's disappointing. But again, if you're all about that tank in life, don't worry. There's going to be a whole lot more Abdul Nader. And I love Deontay Burton, but there's going to be more Deontay Burton again. And that can only win you so many games, let's be honest. But in order to tell like the Hamadou Diallo like injury story the best, like I'll give you guys a little bit of insight on in just how we all found out about it. You know, just to bring you guys a little bit behind the curtain as to what a day-to-day life it 
is for a beat reporter covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. So on Sunday, we go into the practice facility, and typically when we know players are either injured, dealing with something, we have to wait until they actually finish practicing, and then we all get to walk out into the floor, and that's when we basically see all the players shooting around. They're not practicing or running any team sanctioned drills it's just it's just a lot of one-on-one it's just a lot of three-point contests basically whenever you see clips of Steven Adams shooting three-pointers in practice this is the time that we're talking about and then we'll talk to a player or two and then finally we, we usually get to talk to Billy Donovan last and that's when we'll get updates on players that are dealing with injury so we just probably all assumed okay we'll ask Billy about um, we'll ask Billy about Hamadou Diallo Uh, From Friday night when they lost the Lakers, he ran straight to the locker room grabbing his elbow. Didn't really look good. He never returned. We obviously didn't get an update following the Thunder loss. I asked Billy Donovan about it in the postgame. He didn't have an update at the time. So this was going to be our first chance. So the assembled media, we're all sitting there in the media room, typing away, getting ready, prepping ourselves for uh, talking to players and coaches when a team spokesman walks in through the door And tells us, hey, I've got a Hamadou Diallo update. This rarely happens. It rarely happens. So it it just, all it basically did was just raise my eyebrow. The team spokesman said he has a hyperextended right elbow. And at the time, they didn't exactly know how long the timetable was going to be. All they knew was he was at least going to miss the Golden State game and probably the Portland game because if he's not going to travel for Golden State, he's not going to be there for Portland as well. So at best, it was just going to be a one to two game injury. But because a team spokesman actually had to come in there and tell us what happened, like I said, it raised an eyebrow. And so we eventually get out to the floor. We talked to Shea Gildas Alexander that day, and then we talked to Billy Donovan. Now we didn't have to ask Billy Donovan, hey, what's what's the update on Hamadou Diallo? We already received the update. Uh, But Maddie Lee from the Oklahoma, who does a fantastic job covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, she asked a really good question to Billy Donovan that I'll go ahead and play. And she recalled last year when Terrence Ferguson made a jump following an an early season uh, injury where he missed some games and his play, his aggression really picked up afterwards. And Maddie basically asked, like, what do you want players to do when they're missing time in order to make a similar jump that Terrence Ferguson made last year? But before we hear from Billy Donovan, let's take one more quick break to hear from our sponsors. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Thunder, hosted by me, Brady Trantham, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have podcasts dedicated to all 30 NBA teams. So if you're a Thunder fan and you're wondering, how are the New Orleans Pelicans doing so far? Go ahead and type in Locked On Pelicans and get the inside info on the Pelicans so you can be prepped and ready for the Pelicans game on Friday. Now let's get to Billy Donovan on Hamadou Diallo from Sunday's practice. Well, I think the first thing for him is going to be to get healthy, you know, so I think his first focus has got to be his conditioning. You know, the one positive about the injury is it's an upper body injury, so it's not going to impact maybe him getting on the treadmill, running and doing some of those things. 
So I think that's one of the most difficult things, I think, for guys when they get hurt, especially with a lower body injury, is that it li really limits mm -hmm. their conditioning. So, you know, one is to do a really diligent job with his rehab to do what's, what he needs to do to get himself healthy, and then just to keep up with his stamina. That's going to be the most important things for him so that, you know, he's not set too far back. He's obviously been set back with the injury, but, you know, the other things, you know, once he can get back to lifting, once he can get back to running, once he can get back to moving, like him just keeping his body up to speed. And there'll be plenty of time for us to, you know, be around him to get him connected if we're tweaking and changing things as the season goes along. I think sometimes it's hard, you know, as you, 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 when guys are out like that, you want them to be engaged. You want them to try to be able to learn and continue to get better and grow. But it's really, really hard. You know what I mean? They've got to go out there and, you know, they're they can watch the game through their eyes, but it's always different for guys when they step in between the lines and they start playing. It's a different experience out there for them. Remember when I said I had one eyebrow raised when the team spokesman told us about Hamadou Diallo's injury? Yeah. After what Billy Donovan just said at the time, I remember thinking he's out much longer than just a few games. This is going to be a significant injury that's going to force him to miss some significant time. And it's a shame because, like I said, Hamadou Diallo really impressed me. He put in a lot of work in the offseason and showed signs of positive development, positive improvement that I was really excited to see come to fruition uh, later as the season progresses. And now that's going to be lost for at least four to six weeks, and we will do our best to keep you guys on top of Hamadou Diallo's progress during that time frame. So just be patient, everybody, and we will get more Hamadou Diallo updates in the next month or so. The Thunder are in action tonight as they take on the Portland Trailblazers at 6-12. 6-12, everybody. I, I wasn't totally sold on the Trailblazers going into the season, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. And everybody should already know by now that everybody's old friend, especially around Thunderland, Carmelo Anthony is playing for the Trailblazers now. So that's going to be an interesting sight to see Carmelo go up against the Thunder win not almost a year ago. I thought I witnessed Carmelo Anthony's final game as an NBA player in Oklahoma City. That was that was where he had that abysmal game where he hit one. I think he was one of 11 or one of 13. Just terrible game. And then he never played for the Rockets again. And I thought that's where it was going to end. Uh, just another just another interesting uh, footnote in Oklahoma City's short basketball history. But tune into that 9:30 tonight uh, for those in the market. I will be running the post-game show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. So if you're up after the game and you want to listen to me talk some more, I mean, God love you. But if you do, tune in to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa, and get my instant reaction. If you miss it, again, that will go up as the OKC82 podcast. Well, everybody, that wasn't too bad, was it? I I'm... So excited to be doing Locked on Thunder. Uh, big thanks to Mr. David Locke for giving me the opportunity. Thank you to John Hoover, who runs Locked on Sooners, for uh, throwing my name his way. I really appreciate the opportunity, like I said. And I hope you guys give me a chance to inform and entertain you as much as I can. I'll try and do my best job that I can possibly do. And I hope that you guys join in on the fun as well. So thank you guys for listening to my inaugural Locked on Thunder podcast. Like I said earlier, uh, we will all be off Thursday. I'll probably be doing some other Thunder stuff for the franchiseok.com uh, for the OKC82 podcast. So look, just look around. I'm sure I'll have something out there for your Thunder needs. But everybody, thank you so much, and I will talk to you guys later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.